Matthew chapter 12 At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Jesus replied, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to eat, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath, and yet are innocent? But I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If only you'd known the meaning of, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Moving on from there, Jesus entered their synagogue, and a man with a withered hand was there. In order to accuse Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He replied, If one of you has a sheep, and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will he not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then Jesus said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was restored to full use, just like the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them all, warning them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul delights. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish till he leads justice to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and mute, was brought to Jesus, and he healed the man so that he could speak and see. The crowds were astounded and asked, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, Only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, does this man drive out demons. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the one to come. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? 
For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of his good store of treasure, and the evil man brings evil things out of his evil store of treasure. But I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Jesus replied, A wicked and adulterous generation demands a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and now one greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit comes out of a man, it passes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. On its return, it finds the house vacant, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and dwell there. And the final plight of that man is worse than the first. So will it be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was still speaking to the crowds, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Look, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. But Jesus replied, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Chapter 13 That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, while all the people stood on the shore. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was sowing, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Some fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun rose, the seedlings were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the seedlings. Still other seed fell on good soil, and produced a crop, a hundredfold, sixtyfold, or thirtyfold. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has grown callous. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. 
For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Consider then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the message of the kingdom, but does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he remains for only a season. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The seed sown among the thorns is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the seed sown on good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and produces a crop a hundredfold, sixtyfold, or thirtyfold. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and slipped away. When the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. So the servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he said. If you pull the weeds now, you might uproot the weeds with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time I will tell the harvesters. First, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat into my barn. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man planted in his field. Although it is the smallest of all seeds, yet it grows into the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowds in parables. He did not tell them anything without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Then Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He replied, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are collected and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom every cause of sin and all who practice lawlessness. And they will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and in his joy he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one very precious pearl, he went away and sold all he had and bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea 
and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the men pulled it ashore. Then they sat down and sorted the good fish into containers, but threw the bad away. So will it be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Yes, they answered. Then he told them, For this reason, every scribe who has been discipled in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he withdrew from that place. Coming to his hometown, he taught the people in their synagogues, and they were astonished. Where did this man get such wisdom and miraculous powers? they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us as well? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own household as a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Chapter 14 at that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been telling him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Although Herod wanted to kill John, he was afraid of the people because they regarded John as a prophet. On Herod's birthday, however, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give to her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was grieved, but because of his oaths and his guests, he ordered that her wish be granted and sent to have John beheaded in the prison. John's head was brought in on a platter and presented to the girl who carried it to her mother. Then John's disciples came and took his body and buried it, and they went and informed Jesus. When Jesus heard about John, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place, but the crowds found out about it and followed him on foot from the towns. When he stepped ashore and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is already late. Dismiss the crowd so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. They do not need to go away, Jesus replied. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, Jesus said. And he directed the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he spoke a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 5,000 men were fed, in addition to women and children. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. 
After he had sent them away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already far from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus spoke up at once, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, command me to come to you on the water. Come, said Jesus. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and took hold of Peter. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they had climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding region. People brought all the sick to him and begged him just to let them touch the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Chapter 15 Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They do not wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if anyone says to his father or mother, Whatever you would have received from me is a gift devoted to God, he need not honor his father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah prophesied correctly about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They teach as doctrine the precepts of men. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. A man is not defiled by what enters his mouth, but by what comes out of it. Then the disciples came to him and said, Are you aware that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? But Jesus replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by its roots. Disregard them. They are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Do you still not understand? Jesus asked. Do you not yet realize that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then is eliminated? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these things defile a man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. These are what defile a man, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile him. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon, and a Canaanite woman from that region came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is miserably possessed by a demon. But Jesus did not answer a word, 
So his disciples came and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. But Jesus replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Oh, woman, Jesus answered, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Moving on from there, Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountain and sat down. Large crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled restored, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for this crowd, because they have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may faint along the way. The disciples replied, Where in this desolate place could we find enough bread to feed such a large crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. And he instructed the crowd to sit down on the ground. Taking the seven loaves and the fish, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. A total of 4,000 men were fed, in addition to women and children. After Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan.